What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard. Welcome to another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. Now, I know I always say there's a great, this is a great episode or this is a special episode, but this really is a special episode, guys. I swear to you, my guest today, Dwayne Elmore from Tactical Force Training Solutions and Valor Protection, is also my mentor in the NRA instructor world, if I if I didn't meet this guy, I would not have become an instructor at all or even know where to start to become an instructor at all. So I'm so happy to have him here. Dwayne, what's going on? I can't complain. Glad to be with you. Yes, thank you. I'm glad we finally got a chance to do it. We always I always be like, hey, Dwayne, you want to come on the show? Hey, let's do it. And then we never really get time to do it. So I'm glad that you had some time today. Absolutely. So listen, I gave a little bit of an introduction, but tell people who you are, what you do, and et cetera. Uh, you, you did pretty good on the introduction. Uh, <laughs> my, name, my name is Dwayne Elmore. I'm the owner of uh, Valor Protection Security Agency and Tactical Force Training Solution. We're working now uh, in conjunction with some other business partners uh, to obtain our FFL uh, this year. So we'll be able to sell Ooh. the guns as well. Uh, so, so it's, it's been a great journey and I'm looking forward to see, seeing where it takes us. It's been a really busy year for you, like a really good year for you, right? Like you have, you opened up a facility, you guys are doing stuff out of a place now, not using different classrooms and you're, I mean, like tell people like how it's expanded for you this last year. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, we've grown tremendously. Uh, and like like you said, we were we were renting our places, going from here to here, uh, doing classes and storefronts wherever we could uh, to get this information and this knowledge to the community. So we've been blessed. Uh, the people have come out in droves to support us. Um, that word of mouth is is just is is really uh, a blessing. Serious uh, thing, huh? Oh yeah. So to we'll be able to uh, have our own facility, which we're actually outgrowing. <laughs> Uh, believe it or That's not, so beautiful. we're looking for yeah, we're looking for a bigger location uh, so we can offer more more trainings and things like that. So before we even get deep into what we're going to be talking about, there are two ladies in your life that I want to shout out because without these two ladies, D, could you even do it all by yourself? I mean, you do a million things, and. I'm I'm getting into these different sides of the business that you've been in and I'm by myself and I'm like, oh my God, this stuff is overwhelming. Being an owner of a security company instead of a worker and then doing the NRA stuff, that is all overwhelming. So you have two people on your team. Let's talk about the two people. Let's talk about Jasmine first because Jasmine has my name and we're name buddies. <laughs> so let's talk about her first. Who is Jasmine and what does she do on your team and your business? So Jasmine is my, my ace coon boom, my road dog. My, my side piece, my, my, my everything. Um, oh, my God. If it, if it wasn't for Jasmine, we, we wouldn't even be here. She's the one that pushed us uh, to start the, the company uh, originally. Um, okay. And she, you know, she, she backed us. She runs all the books. A lot of people don't see Jasmine when they come out uh, because she's more behind the scenes. So she, she's running mm-hmm. the books. She's running the numbers, making sure invoices are paid. Because this, as, as you see, getting into it, it's a lot. It's a lot uh, to do. Uh, so she's yeah. doing all the behind the scenes, writing contracts, and it, it's just it's, it's the limit is limitless to what her um, right. to what her title is, what she does for us. 
Uh, and I applaud her because she also has an actual nine to five too, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she's a yeah, super so. trooper. And uh, she just, uh, she took off a semester, but she was going to school <laughs> full time as she, well. So, yeah. Well, shout out to Jasmine. Hey, Jazz, when you listen to this, just know I had you. I had to drop a dime and mention you because when I watch you guys, I really be like, I need that, right? I really think that it's really good that you guys can have business relationship in a relationship, right? And I don't think everybody can do mixing business with pleasure like that. And I think you guys do very well. Of course, I, I don't live with you, so I don't see everything, but I really admire your relationship. If I've never told you that before, I do. Um, so definitely um, keep that in mind that you have a great thing over there. Now, the next lady in your life that I want to mention is Miss Teresa. Let's talk about Miss No Limit. Who is Miss No Limit? Who is Teresa? And what does she do in your in your business? So here's another one. Who isn't Teresa? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so so Ter Teresa Marble uh, has been the owner of No Limit Communications on Greenmount Avenue for about 21 years now. Uh, she's been an integral part in my life. Uh, for about 15 years, uh, she actually helped us start uh, our first business out of Brooklyn, Maryland. We had a cell phone store. We were, you know, we were modeling after her uh, many, many mm -hmm. years ago, many years ago, not to date myself because I'm young. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, and Teresa has grown tremendously in what she does uh, with Marble Enterprise. Uh, she does real estate, uh, credit uh, repair. Uh, she helps people, you know, build their credit so they can buy that dream home or that dream car. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. uh, she does life insurance. She what what doesn't she do? But when it comes right. to um, tactical force, uh, we teamed up because she saw the need as well uh, for people to to get the knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. To for us to serve our community, and and it was a genuine partnership between us too because our passion is behind this. So a little bit yeah. about Teresa, uh, she went somewhere else to get her away and carry permit. And got thrown through the ringer. Oh, I did and not. Story. Okay, I'm okay. listening. <laughs> and she, she's holding on to this paperwork, haven't done an application for about a year. I walk in the store one day, and we get her done. And uh, at this <sighs> time, uh, we started talking about the classes and and what we were doing, and we needed a bigger location from where we started because we had originally converted our entire basement into a classroom. It's it's really oh okay. Uh, so she offered her location and, uh, you know, the, the community relation uh, that, that she has in that, in that area and throughout Baltimore mm -hmm. uh, really has, has brought a lot of uh, attention to, to us and our movement. And she's another one. When it comes to tactical force, she's the first face you see when you walk in our door. She's registering right. you. You know, she'll be the one that answers the phone when you, when you call in. Uh, she's, she's helping out at the range and uh, big ups to Teresa too, because a lot of people were saying, uh, that she was my assistant or secretary. She is far more than that. Uh, we're, we're business partners when we came into this and she takes it so serious that she went out and recently became 
a NRA pistol certified instructor. Hey, so big ups to her. I saw that. Big ups to you, T. I saw that. Besides the fact that y'all out here buying motorcycles and stuff and just riding around, <laughs> NRA stuff in the back pocket. I mean, but we we're not gonna go there. But you know, you know, I'm just saying, y'all be flexing on the gram lately. I was like, look at these people right here. Uh, so congratulations on all of that too. Um, so you, you talked about your passion and um, that you wanted to spread the message and tell me what the message is that you're spreading in the community. Well, the message for us is that the second amendment is for everybody. It doesn't matter the color, the creed. Uh, a lot of people think that it's a conservative ideal or Republican ideal, uh, the mm -hmm. right to, uh, to self-preservation, uh, self-protection, self-reliance. Uh, it's for every American. It's for every American. And not just the Second Amendment, but but all of our rights. So and that's what we try to do with our classes. We try to educate. Um, for about a month, we were giving away free books with everybody who signed up for classes uh, on the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Because uh, history has been taken out of our schools. Um, so we, mm -hmm. we really try to try to educate. Uh, we tell folks, you know, of course, we're here for, for you know, our right to to keep and bear arms and to be able to protect ourselves in our home or go out for work purposes and things like that. Um, but our ultimate goal, of course, is safety and education portion behind it. So our motto is arm yourself with knowledge. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm baffled at the, the book idea. I think that was genius like that was what were what was the reaction when people would come and then they realized they get this book what was the reaction from people uh surprisingly uh people were very interested and, and taken and by the book i had folks started to read it in class right uh, we're going through <laughs> <laughs> like oh this is a good read uh when i first i remember the first day i, I started handing them out and i, I looked at for i said i'm not going to give it to you if you're not going to read it and everybody we're going to read it we're going to read it uh, people have, you know, messaged us uh, back after they've read it, thanking us, uh, and they've passed it down uh, to their kids, which is a really, really great thing mm, yeah, uh, to, to educate the youth that are coming up as well. So uh, surprisingly, I think we're going to uh, do it again. We're going to run it again probably next month. So whatever you sign up, we'll give out that book again. So we got to uh, mm. put that order in. And I'm a little, I'm a little biased on where you got your books from. So we gotta figure out where you got your books from. Now, where did you get these books from? Who supplied you? Absolutely, Tia down at Urban Reads Bookstore in Greenmount uh, Avenue. Yeah, uh, she is the best. She is the best. Yeah, she was, she was, she was, she, she loved that idea. She, she um, was very proud that she could be a part of that. So I had to, you know, give her a shout out. Now. We mentioned Greenmount twice, okay? So the bookstore you use is on Greenmount. Teresa's on Greenmount. Are you from that area? Are you and Teresa both from that area? Or or you guys just happen to do a lot of things in that area? So I'm from Baltimore. Period. <laughs> from, 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 from when I was younger, you know, I lived in, in, on the west side. I lived in South Baltimore, east, okay. northeast. Uh, and, and so I did frequent that area a lot when, when we were younger and, and coming up. My best friend lived on that side of town. Um, so that's how me and Teresa actually uh, came into contact because her store's been there. And we used to pop in and out of there and, and check on her. And she, okay. she's the cell phone queen. So every phone that came out, we would get it from her. Uh, right. We tracked out screens or anything she would pair it. Right. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. uh, 
being from Baltimore, tell me a few, maybe one or two, right? If you have more, that's fine. But tell me a few stigmas that our community has when it comes to firearm, firearm training, security, any, any direction you want to go in. Tell me a few stigmas or a few things that you, through a few myths that you want to debunk right now on the show. Some stuff that you've heard people thought and you're like, this is just absolutely ridiculous and it's not true. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> but, but, but being from Baltimore, first and foremost, uh, and being a, a, a young African-American male, I have to put it out there that every young African-American male is not a gangster, drug dealer, gangbanger. <laughs> um, so we got to break that that notion first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do with, with the education portion of it. Uh, we, we, we don't even tolerate, you know, slang terms and street terminology. Uh, in, in class. Oh, yeah, okay. Absolutely not. So we try to, we try to break that. Um, I, I feel as though we can change the narrative of firearms one gun at a time mm-hmm. and change the narrative of firearms in my city, especially. Uh, Baltimore has been named the, uh, the, wor- the worst, most deadliest city yeah. a, number, a number of times we've, we've right. been at the top of this list. Um, so so we, have to, we have to change that narrative. And if I can do it one person, uh, one boy, one girl, one man, woman at a time, uh, uh, that's, what, that's what we'll do. Um, and the, there's so many other, other things that, that I hear, so many misnomers. Uh, let me, let me, we, we could be on here for I was going to say, let me, let me uh, give you uh, a category then. What is something that new firearm gun owners or new people that's coming to train, what are some misconceptions or myths that they think that you have to debunk? What's, what's well, first and foremost, the, the training. They, they, a lot of people don't know that you even need this training to purchase mm. a, a handgun in Maryland until they go to the gun store and they find uh, out. Okay. And then now they're sitting in our, in our classroom. Uh, so that's first and foremost. And, and I, I definitely appreciate the training aspect of it because before this was instituted, we had a lot of people running around with firearms that didn't know what they were doing. Right. Uh, we were we were doing you know we started off doing private lessons. We we were, we weren't even thinking about expanding into this whole arena that that we've been, but the growth is just taking off. But we started off just doing private lessons and teaching new firearms owners uh, proper gun etiquette. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another one. The three safety rules. There are only three safety rules um, across the board. You might have one added here or there depending on who who puts it out. Uh, but those three safety rules. You know, always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. Keep your finger off the trigger till you're ready to shoot and keep the gun unloaded until you're ready to use it. Mm-hmm. If you follow those, you'll never have an incident uh, with that firearm. Uh, every single day it goes underreported how many people have accidental discharges uh, in their homes, at the gun range, wherever. Right. Uh, and sometimes there's, there's a victim behind it. And, and so we, we really have to, to really push uh, gun safety, gun safety. I want to talk about your your uh, company names. So let's start with Valor Protection. Why is it named Valor Protection? What what does that mean to you? Is that one of your core values? Like, tell me about that. Oh, absolutely. So Valor it means you know standing up with great courage in the face of of big danger or or death, uh, and that's what what I give in my level of service um it, and when i go out it's about honesty integrity and courage 
Uh, and that's what I expect from, from all of my offices as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the company standard that we want to set uh, when people think of Valor. Uh, we want them to have a high regard for us and, and, and the work that we do. And right now you guys are actually hiring, right? Can you kind of tell people what they need to have, what the requirements are to work with you, even if you weren't hiring once this airs, but you might be hiring again? What do people need to work with you? Absolutely. So the biggest thing is in Maryland, just to work security, even unarmed, you have to have a guard card. So we're, we're looking to hire folks that already have their credentials because we have immediate open, openings. So you have to have that guard card to work unarmed. And also we're looking for, for some armed officers as well. So you have to have your wearing carry permit. Okay. If you don't already have these, the great thing is between um, myself, uh, Tactical Force Training Solution, and partnership with uh, after hours security agency, oh, we're able to help you get these things. <laughs> we're able to help you get the get these things, obtain them, so that you can uh, seek gainful employment. And that's the, the, another blessing about what we what we kind of do. Uh, it's not just about you know the Second Amendment and pushing this, uh, but we're actually em- employing our community, mm-hmm. uh, helping people seek better employment uh, opportunities. And we're really impacting people's lives on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I have people that hit me up and go, yeah, I need my guard card. I'm like, oh, okay, um, you need a renewal or you just need a new, a new one? And they're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm doing it for the first time. I got an unarmed job. And I'm like, right, that's great. Why don't you want an armed job? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I, I didn't know I could do that. What? What do you mean you didn't know? What? What? What do I have to do to get this information out, people? So I think like what you're saying with having to get the information out and and push the you know agenda or the message. I, I think I need to. I, I started shifting the way I post because I think people sometimes actually just really don't know. They don't know that they can get gun permits. They don't know that they need training for HQL. They don't know that. They don't have to necessarily start as an unarmed guard. They can actually go all the way and go straight to being an armed guard if you have the training. I just think sometimes people just don't know. And, and I think social media has given us a way to put out that information, right? I mean, if somebody comes to your page, they're going to know about different firearms. They're going to know about certain things. And I think social media has really helped us do that. You probably were in business before social media became big and a necessity. So what do you think social media helps you do now that it is so big and such a big necessity? Oh yeah, it, it absolutely. Uh, like you said, helps get that information out there. Um, we we were gun shows. We'll set up a stand at a pop-up shop mm-hmm. just, to, just to get the information out there because that's the, the main thing that people are lacking is the information. Right. Uh, but, but we were operating... Um, outside of the, the realms of social media, <laughs> right? right? And if you, if you look at the numbers on our website and the clicks and things like that, compared to when uh, the first person said, well, you need to get a Facebook. So we got Facebook right. and we got our group always- <laughs> started blowing up. And then, then they said, well, you, you, you can't have that without a, a Instagram. <laughs> so then we got Instagram. And <laughs> then we started blowing up on Instagram and, and linking with people, uh, not just around the country, but around the world, which is amazing. Um, and and now we we have TikTok. After I got TikTok, you're good at uh, I remember one of our, <laughs> well one of my um, 
one of the comments in one of our videos was like, who gave him TikTok? Someone please take his right, phone. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we, we try to stay relevant. <laughs> we try to stay relevant. Uh, the, the cool thing about like the TikTok challenges and things like that is we always do, we do a tactical version. Right. And, and people, people, people love it. So it, it's, it's, we're still, we're entertaining. We're getting information out there um, in, a, in a great way. And, and it's really spread uh, help us spread the message in a way that I I, I would have never believed. So uh, we met because of social media. Um, we did. And I was in the midst of basically trying to tell my friends, family, and associates that they all needed to get armed. Like, that is how we met. I posted something on Facebook, and that post had like 450 maybe 500 comments because i basically was like why don't you have a gun permit in your perspective area like what's wrong with you what's happening tell me what i need to do to help you move forward in that and at the time i wasn't i i didn't know any nra instructors personally i wasn't an nra instructor at all so what i did was i saw someone instagram and facebook and i reached out and i said hey i have this pool of people if I send them to you, you know, can you help them out? Blah, blah, blah. And you were the one of the people that I messaged. But like from your first message, I could tell like, oh, I think I could really get along with this guy. Right. Like I was like, hmm, maybe I need to meet this guy. And I think was it when the pandemic really first started and nobody was going. Yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I still want to go out to eat. And I was still learning to keep my mask on and all that good stuff. And then. We went and we met and then we formed this this partnership. But from somebody who was in the business and and is looking at this person who's never done firearm instruction before, what made you do a mentorship or what made you do an apprenticeship with me? And are you open to do it again with somebody else? And if so, how do they get in touch with you? Absolutely. So. I believe that we're blessed to bless others. Uh, and one of the things that I get hit on all the time is, is me helping uh, newer instructors out. Um, I've gone through everything from helping uh, for helping them get their license. We actually just had an instructor class uh, at the end of last month, which was which was great. Uh, That's pretty set full. Up your website, your payment system. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So your website, the payment systems. You, you know, work with the lawyers to get your waivers, everything from the ground up, uh, I help you build. Um, and I believe that, uh, again, it's my passion. And the more people that I can mold and cultivate to do this the right way, because there are some bad apples out here, mm -hmm. um, then I believe that, 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 that our purpose is being served. So I don't look at new instructors, like some people would say, as competition, right. uh, but as, as more motivation, because the more people that, that come up under me and come behind me, you know, that are taken off, that just makes me work even harder. Okay. Uh, and not just, and not just from a, you know, financial standpoint, because I'm trying to build a network with all these instructors and come together and do some really, really big things. Uh, and, and I'll stay here. It's like, a, I was about to say, it's kind of like, a, you got a, a, a past the mentality, but it wouldn't be a joke because <laughs> what are you, D? 
Aren't you a? Uh, I am. I am. I am a. I'm, I'm a minister. Uh, so I, 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 I throw that out there. So I'm a machine gun preacher. Oh my God, life. that's hilarious! Do you actually say that? Um, I do. Um, <laughs> if you come, if you come to my office, you know everything is all lined up on my certificates mm-hmm. uh, for for gun stuff, all this gun stuff. But the one at the very top. Is is when I got uh, <laughs> accepted uh, after well, after seminary and got accepted to the church and and became a, a minister. Oh my goodness! I never top. looked at the one at the top. I don't think I've. First of all, I'm short. I'm five three, so usually things is way up high. I'm not even looking at. So I didn't even <laughs> see that. But that's hilarious, machine gun preacher. But that's what you sound. You know, you kind of that's how you articulate your thought process. You sound like somebody who really cares and who's really passionate and giving, sharing information. I don't think I've ever asked you a question and you weren't forthcoming with the information and the knowledge. And um, I've learned over time, period, no matter what industry this is, that a lot of people aren't like that. I have a lot of uh, female instructors who like just became instructors and they'll hit me up and they'll ask me questions. And when I answer them right away, they go, oh, I didn't think you were gonna actually answer. Well, one, if you didn't think that, why the heck did you text me or um, that's one, that's weird. But two, why is that? And I always be like, why is that? And they just say people don't really like giving information because of competition. And I'm like, bro, no, it's not, I'm not even built like that. Like, I don't, no, it's not like that. And coming up under somebody like you, who's not like that, this even further, you know, helped me be like that. Cause I already wasn't like that in other aspects of life, but I think it's enough money out here for everybody to get some. It's enough people out here who need the education for everybody to teach. And if it's about the education, you won't be caring about no competition. You're just going to do your thing. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And I, I, I am one of the worst business uh, people ever because <laughs> I give stuff away. <laughs> I work against myself. Uh, but but again, I believe you know that we're, su- we're supposed to. Right. We're supposed to. And if you do it for the money, if you do it for the money, you'll never you'll never achieve your goals. Again, this is a passion for me, so I look at it as such. One of my mentors coming up told me uh, he used to be over four hundred pounds. Uh, he's, this guy's really down. I think he said he's down to uh, like like one one seventy five mm. now. Jeez, and that's a whole. They lost he, so two people. He, oh yeah, <laughs> he literally. So he is uh, one of my my ammo distributors out of Virginia. And the guy told me, he said, you know, when I got into this business, I saw these boxes as heavy loads and I looked at it as a workout Mm -hmm. and I never looked at it as as a business. I never looked at it to get into this for the money. This is my workout. It's my passion. I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to do it naturally. So he was like, do what you love to do. The money is a byproduct of your passion. Right. So don't chase the money. Chase, you know, chase, chase the people, chase the communities. And, and and chase the knowledge uh, to to put it out there, and the money will come. It's a byproduct of of what you're passionate about. Right, right, absolutely. Right. I mean, it really is that mindset too. Like how he he's not looking. He looked at it as a workout and not a business. You right. know, it's really how you look at things. What you say out of your mouth that comes to fruition. Like all those um, kind of things. Now I have a, a weird question. Are your parents armed? So I, it's so funny. I, so I grew up in a in a gun free home. Okay. Uh, I couldn't even get 
toy gun for <laughs> okay right um my mom my mom would throw them away uh so i couldn't wait till i turned 18 years old because at 18 in maryland you can buy a long gun uh, i never forget my first gun it was an hr partner pump with a carbon fiber ash oh, my carbon God. Fiber <laughs> oh man i wish i never sold it <laughs> but, but but um so so as I got older and, and started cultivating in, into this 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 whole thing that we're doing mm-hmm. here uh, in the instructor arena and, and security, uh, you know, my background's in fugitive recovery and all that fun stuff, uh, my, my, my mom started opening up a little bit. And now uh, she's, she's even coming out, con training, and she's like, yep, I, I see the climate the country's in and I right, need to get right. on. And my dad, my, my dad is uh, trying to catch up to me now. Uh, and, and, and how many guns I have. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that, definitely. Yeah, both. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about your, your numbers game you got going on. Uh, I ask that because <laughs> just like you, I, which is funny because my, my father has been a police officer all my life, but basically I grew up in a gun-free home. I never saw his gun. He never talked to me about it. We never went to the range as a teenager or as a 20-year-old. I took myself to the range for the first time ever. I train myself on the gun. And finally I was like, dad, I'm about to take the police exam. I want you to train me. He took me to the range one time. That was it. So I mean, now though, as he sees me doing my thing in this realm, now he's come to my home range a couple of times. Now he wants to buy AR-15. Now he's like, oh yeah, I remember M-16s when I was in the military. I know how to use this, da 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 So now he's more into like, I see just exactly what your mom said. I see the climate and I think that my wife should have a firearm. I think that I should have more than just my duty weapon and et cetera. So I just wanted to know, is it is it just me or is it the whole situation where our parents are now looking at us like, Huh, we need to follow in our kids' footsteps and, and, and be able to protect ourselves. So that's what made me ask you that. Cause I was like, my parents are a little late to the game, but better late than never. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it, and it, and it, it's, again the climate of the country has changed, people's thinking have changed. because uh, and you know, you see it yourself. And I'll ask the question in the middle of class when I get somebody I see that it's over fifty, over sixty, mm-hmm. that are in here for their gun permits. I think the oldest student I had uh, was in her seventies, and I'm like, "What took yeah. you so long? <laughs> like, this is your birthright. Right. You should be exercising all of your rights. You can't say you're free <laughs> until you first know right. uh, your rights, and then you can exercise mm-hmm. them." Uh, like, what took you so long? Even we've seen it, uh, people in the last year or so uh, that even, that were against firearms, right. that were totally against guns, uh, have been coming out wanting to seek the knowledge. We have one young lady who she, she was against guns, never uh, thought she would own a gun, and she called us. Uh, this young lady drove in from from uh, Ocean City. I don't know why. I don't know how <laughs> don't she know found why. us and how she, missed every, how she missed every instructor from near to right. us. Um, but she came out. She, she did the training. We, we, we took her to the range. She shot, and she enjoyed herself. She stayed in contact with us. Uh, for a couple of months, and and one day she reached out and said, "Hey, I I, I got my fingerprints done. I applied, um, and I got my HQL. Will you take me shopping?" I said, "Absolutely. I'm just not coming to Ocean City." Right. You got to come on back, honey. You got to come on back. <laughs> that's a little bit of a drive. I mean, we went out to Aberdeen, but Ocean City—that's a whole other story. 
Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a yeah, that's a whole nother hike. <laughs> but I mean, building those relationships, I think, is probably one of the best parts out of doing what we do. Um, but I want to switch back to valor protection real quick. I want to kind of get your outlook, right? So we have a lot of stigmas when it comes to the security industry. Um, we have a lot of stigmas when it comes to Black-owned security companies. So with your company, right, what is one thing that you do with your company that you do it because you've seen it done somewhere else and you didn't like it, so you, you made sure that you didn't do it the same with your company? Like, what is something you saw that was absolutely stupid somewhere you worked or just something that you saw people handling their employees like, and you're like, when I get my company, I'm not doing this. Like, what is one of those things for you? Uh, absolutely. So for me coming up, you know, we and working for so many different companies, you see so many different, different things, different styles. Uh, mm -hmm. But the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing for me is the management style. So everybody who's ever used our services, we, we've got great reviews. And one person called me and said, you know why I always use your company? He says, because when your employees show up, they don't seem like employees. They seem like they have a genuine uh, a love and respect for you. And, and that's mm -hmm. what I try to cultivate. So from yeah. here, we can build up anybody. And I'm, I'm, I'm like you. We have so many, you know, misnomers and, and bad, bad apples in the game. I love newbies. I love to take somebody who's never done security yeah. before, you know, and train them up cultivate them uh, to be a great officer um, and then put them out there and watch them be great because what, what, what happens with, especially with folks who've been doing it for a while uh, a lot of bad habits set in and it's a mm, lot yeah. easier it's, it's a lot easier to train uh, a, a new habit than to break a bad habit yeah it's it's actually that that one thing right there is actually why I don't um, whenever I have anything, if it's small or big or not, because I'm just now getting into the contract security part. Um, so I don't take people off those Facebook security groups because they've been doing security for a while, but they have so many bad habits and they their their habits are so ingrained in them that they don't even realize that they tell their bad habits on this Facebook group. But then right. they turn around and be like, oh, I want to come work for you. You just posted about how you did something dumb on somebody's contract. Those right. those things are somebody who's been doing it so long that they don't even know that they're bad habits anymore. It's absolutely ridiculous. So with security also, um, I think we spoke last night and you said that it's picking up. Tell me about that. It, it, it died down due to things shutting down to COVID. So why is it picking up? The restrictions are lifted or what's happening in the industry right now that it's picking up? Well, the, everything is changing, right? Everything is changing. And we're and as being business owners, we have to adapt to that change. So with all the businesses shutting down due to, you know, to the pandemic, uh, we did, we, we lost uh, a significant amount of contracts and some were suspended until things lifted up. Uh, but we started uh, changing gears a little bit. And what we started focusing on was those places like restaurants and things like that, that had demand that, that could be open, but we have a mandate for the mask. So we literally started switching gears and we, we have about five 
places that we stand outside and just tell people, hey, put on your mask. Make sure you have on your mask. So you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> that is you gotta, genius. I might cut this out so other people don't steal this from you, D. That is yeah, genius. Do. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, genius. But, so that's, that's one of the things that, you know, you, you got to change with the, the industry and as it's changing. You have to. I'm, you have to be I'm adaptable. Going, you have to be able to not, adapt. Absolutely. I'm not going back to work for anybody. So uh, right. <laughs> this doesn't work. Right. So Say that have again. to make it work. I have to make it work. Um, so things as as it's starting to get warmer now and our part of uh, the country and uh, as things, the restrictions start to get lifted, uh, then the need for more security has gone up. But even through the pandemic, uh, again, we saw that initial decline. And then we had liquor stores calling us because now everybody has to wear a mask. So the guys are coming in with masks right. and robbing the place. And when we right. get there, <laughs> the police get there, we ask for a description. No, you told them wear a mask. So it's definitely uh, been, been been changing so rapidly. Uh, even with the firearms industry, it's changing so rapidly. So many so many rules yeah. and regulations have been introduced. But you got to move with it. You got to move with it or you're going to get phased out. I think that's a very good, like that right there is a soundbite. You have to move with it or you're going to get phased out. For me, it was my company was mostly a private detective company. And when the pandemic hit, the courts were the first thing to close. The courts closed, therefore the process serving shut down. And that was a really big bulk of my company. I was doing like 100 process serves a week. Like I was really doing it. And as soon as that cut off, it was just like, boop. And then it was like, ooh, okay. But then it was like, all right, it's time to start those other sides of the company and it's time to pivot. And then I was like, okay, what is it that I want to do? First, I'm not a marcher. I'm not going outside and I'm not walking elbow to elbow with y'all. I'm not burning nothing down. We're not doing all that. Like, that's just not me, boo. But I'm tr I want to be a part of the movement. But how can I do that? Oh, I can spread that knowledge of, hey, protect yourself from whatever is the issue. Right. Whatever the problem is, not just the whole BLM thing is just whatever that problem that comes to you that means you harm. You need to know that you are able. I've had so many females say so many people in general say, oh, I didn't know I could do this. And that is right. like my pet peeve that how do you not know you can't do this? But I mean, look at what we have here in Maryland. We have a wear and carry license. Right. You know, that confuses so many people. And it confuses them, so therefore they don't look any further into it because they're like, oh, this is not an open carry state or, oh, this is not a CCW, so I guess it's not for me. Right. And they just keep it moving. So, I mean, yeah, if you want to survive in business, that is a tidbit for you right there. You need to be able to pivot. You need to be able to change and adapt with the times and the industry. Um what D is doing is freaking genius because, I mean, I mean, people are actually dying over the fact that they're getting told they're having to tell people to wear masks. There was a shooting somewhere. Yeah. The uh, security officer got shot. And I think like family dollar or something because she, he told a girl to put on a mask. Like, it's seriously, this is ridiculous. I, I remember when um, when that shooting happened, uh, I mm -hmm. was actually working in one of the roughest part of town. Uh, and that was my job at the time was to make sure everybody had masks and to keep the numbers See? straight. And then we got that news. And this is what we do. We, we, you know, but we go out and it's, for, for me, it's, it's all around. 
uh, passion for me is not just the gun side, uh, the security. Mm-hmm. It's all around because I love what I do when I go out and, and, and you know, I suit up and I'm, I'm ready to work a shift myself. Um, but you, you have to be ever vigilant as well out here. Yeah, you definitely have to be vigilant. I think a lot of things, a lot of times that security officers, they get too comfortable in where they're at. And when you get too comfortable and you think nothing's going to happen, that's the day something's going to happen. Absolutely. And you have not trained and you're not situationally aware. And that's when mistakes and, and accidents happen or, you know, something deadly can happen to you. So um, when it comes to security officers, uh, training, what do you think security officers should do differently when it comes to training? Or what is your advice to a security officer that needs to do more training? What should they train? Well, I absolutely 100% support training. And my biggest advice is never stop training. Never stop training. Mm -hmm. Because we have the state mandate that says you have to do this many hours in a course, you have to shoot disqualified. That doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. that is all. That doesn't mean that's all. There's no arbitrary board over top of you mandating that you go out and train. But we definitely recommend that you take this stuff seriously because it's not only your life that could be on the lines, but the people or the property that you're protecting. So take your training serious. So if you're an armed officer, I'm telling you, 100 times a day, you should be holstering and unholstering, holstering, unholstering without looking. You should be dry firing uh, in the home as often as you can. You should be getting out and putting some live rounds down range. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure you're certified at anything that you're wearing on your duty belt. Uh, don't just put on right. handcuffs, OC spray, baton, uh, taser, and you're not certified in those things. Because if you have to use them, it's going to come up. And if you're not certified, you can be held liable. Uh, different facets to think about. But when it comes to training, I never stop training. Even even with uh, your secondary items, your handcuffs, OC spray, baton, take care of your equipment. Make sure your handcuffs right. are, are lubricated, you know. Uh, check the expiration date on your on your OC spray. Uh, if you're going to suit up, uh, don't just do it for the paycheck. Take your job serious. Mm-hmm. Mm. And those are, ooh, I like the, all of those. I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to rewind this and take those out. Dude, that was good ones. Um, <laughs> you're speaking of suiting up. So what is something that you've seen an officer do that just makes you want to send them home, even if they don't even work for you? <laughs> What, like for me, my pet peeve is seeing somebody with a leg holster that's all the way down on their kneecap. (laughs) That is a pet peeve. I want to report them right then and there. I want to snatch it off. I want to fire them and they don't even work for me. So what is that for you? What's something that you see people do that you hate? So you have uh, the same problem I have. And Jasmine tells me all the time when we go out, she says, are you working right now? It's like right. our minds are, are trained to, that we're always we're always on the ready. Uh, I, I've broken up I've broken up fights in places that I'm not, I'm not even working. Oh my god! No, and I'm like holding the guy. It, when security comes, I'm like, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> uh, but but I but I have a lot of pet peeves. So one of the things that I do with my company is I do site checks. So I'll show up on site and I'll do an inspection. I want to inspect your uniform. I'm going to inspect your gear, your equipment. Uh, so the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me. Uh, if you're carrying that firearm and you don't have one in the chamber, you know, if you don't feel comfortable carrying a firearm with a round in the chamber, then one, you need to get a little tougher. And two, you probably need to do some more training so that you can build up that confidence uh, so that you can comfortably carry with one in the chamber. Uh, I showed up right. on one site and I checked the guard's handcuffs and they were double locked. 
They were double locked. There's so many uh, little things. I went to right. uh, another site and had a young lady whose magazine was loaded backwards. I'm sorry, and, what? Yeah, abs- I didn't even know it was possible until that day. I never tried it. Mm. <laughs> but she, but her magazine was loaded backwards. <laughs> Absolutely not one in the chamber. Oh, wow. and in all of these instances, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people when we're training and when I'm out different places, they say, I want to work for you. And all of those instances, uh, I've fired every last one of them on the spot. Um, right. One person, because um, I, I don't just fire you, but I offer you training. And one person uh, has come back and trained and is actually uh, one of the supervisors at our company now. Uh, so I'm wow. very, very big, very, very big on, on proper training uh, protocol and, and making sure when it comes to your equipment, your equipment is up to code and in working condition <laughs> uh, and ready to be used at any given moment. Right. Oof. That fire. So are you a mean boss or are you a nice boss? I mean, you you know, you have that nice low tone to you and, you know, you're pretty cool for the most part, but I feel like you can have a little bit of an angry side. So well, when these things say. happen, did you yell at them or what? How are you? Yes, yeah, so I, I would. I wouldn't say I'm a. I'm an angry boss. I'm not. I'm not a mean boss. Um, again, with all with each instance, I've offered training uh, at no cost. At no cost. Just come out right. uh, so that you know better. You know. So you I never. Paid. I never. Uh, you know. Even if it's something that's done wrong, I never take that opportunity to scold someone, but actually build them up. And I build them up by telling them, you know, the proper way to do it, or showing them the proper way to do it, uh, so that when it happens again. Uh, which it shouldn't, uh, that's when I'm at my tipping point. Uh, but I'm not a yeah. mean boss. I'm the nicest person you ever want to meet in your life. But I just take my job serious. So I think you said it earlier, um, but one of my uh, mentors, I had a, a lot of mentors coming up myself, and one of my mm-hmm. mentors in the security uh, industry, uh, I'll never forget him, he took his job so serious that there was no downtime for us, right? If we had to stand uh, for, for an eight-hour shift or 16-hour shift, that's what we did. And, and we didn't complain about it um, because he told us every time we're paid to do a job. We're paid to do a job. And if you're not here to do that job or if you're not properly equipped, properly trained, or, or you're just not a good fit for that job, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm not going to leave you there. We have many, many different contracts. And when it comes to uh, you could be the guy that sits at the desk and say, "Sign in here, have a seat," or, or you could be, or you could be suited and booted like Jazz, the CEO, kicking in doors and serving. Uh, hey, so much. Look, what is your ideal contract for your company? Like, if you could have the contract of your dreams, what does that contract look like and consist of? For, I'm not even gonna lie. That's the first time I've ever been asked that question, and I haven't really <laughs> thought about it. I haven't, I haven't really thought about it like that. <laughs> I, never, I haven't. I never thought about it like that. For so, but everything from our, our really small contracts that are in some really rough, you know, parts of the of the of the uh, city here, uh, to to our corporate contracts, um, I, I appreciate each and every one of them. Um, no, 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 no. That is a very corporate answer. What is your dream contract? 
I'm waiting. Tell me. I'm waiting, hear my- sign, I'm waiting to sign that ten million dollar deal. Um, mm, just to, just just to get in the door, just to, just to get the door. Uh, but I, for for me personally, uh, we've done everything. We've done celebrities, you know, executive protection. We've we've done the low stuff. We've so many different facets. I love it all. It's so but, many, but, yeah. But uh, I, I'm waiting for that. Uh, for I am waiting for that right contract to come through, and, and we'll be set. So if I could get something uh, that's corporate, uh, uh, either a national or international company, and we can lock in a contract for for all of their locations, that would be it for me. Mine is weird. I have two. I want to do security for Dolly Parton. Okay. That is one of my dream security, one of my dream executive protection gigs. And as a regular security, I want to nab that million dollar, couple million dollar government contract. And I want to do that in the early stages of, of, of my company. I don't want to wait years to do it. I want that to be one of the first ones. I want to grab a really good government contract and that'd be one of the first ones to lay a foundation for all the other contracts. And therefore, with stuff like that, I can give back more. If I have a huge government contract that's paying out, whatever it's paying out, I can do some training for free. I can do more youth classes for free because ammunition is not a joke. So I can do when things like that can funnel into me being able to give back a little bit more. So that is one of my biggest dream ones. And then, of course, Dolly Parton, because I just I love her for some reason. So <laughs> that's that's those are my two. What's, so I hope what's not to love. Well, Right. Wasn't that to love? I hope you get that international contract and you deserve it. You do a lot for a lot of people, um, including myself. And I appreciate you for everything that you've done and taught me. Um, now I want to talk some I want to talk some, some crap real quick before before I, I know you got to go. Soon, so I'm, 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 it's, it's already over 35, 45 minutes. And I, I say that yeah, every we, <laughs> I give the disclaimer that I, I want it to be 35, 45 minutes. But man. OK, so one more question. Out of all the ranges that you work at, that you've been to, that you shot at, rate the ranges from one to five. One being the best, then two, three, four, five, six, whatever. Rate them. And and you can say why if you want, but rate them. So my of all the ranges that we use, the facilities that we use, uh, my number one will have to be gun tree. And I say yeah. country because it's not your average gun range. It literally is a country okay. club. <laughs> they have the cafe there, <laughs> which is awesome. So one of the things that I do, every time after I shoot, I eat. Uh, so I can <laughs> do that at one place there. And the food is really, really good. Uh, they have the okay. VIP lounge. They have so, so many things that they offer outside of just guns. And this place is amazing. Um, yeah. So that would be my number one. Uh, my number two uh, will be a smaller shop. They're called Cindy's Hot Shots. And I rate them number two, uh, second to Gun Tree, just because, uh, uh, not only because they have a new facility, which they just reopened back up, stated our facility. It's really it. amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really amazing in there. Uh, we got a private tour, uh, got to shoot on the range. It's, but the people over there, they're a smaller operation, family-run business, and they are amazing. They are amazing. Uh, from the, and they take anybody from the beginner to the advanced shooter, 
and nobody's treated uh, differently. Nobody's treated differently. Uh, third on my list uh, will be Continental Arms. Continental Arms, again, great staff at Continental. Um, they treat us well, and we've been using their facilities for for years. Uh, and the owner over there is is just really amazing. She works with us uh, uh, so much, and she does so much uh, to help us grow, uh, which you don't see from somebody that is as big as that to help a smaller mm. company. Because when you think about it, uh, in the corporate world, we we really are their competition. Even though we don't look at it like that, but they have to right. because they, they run in these big facilities. Um, so what I say? I said Guntry, I said Cindy, Cindy's. I said Cardinal Arms. Okay, next on my list would be Heritage Training and Sports Shooting. And uh, I never and, uh, before. Awesome. They are. Um, and then last, but not least, uh, would be Free State. Uh, Free State uh, government over in, in White Marsh. They've been there for years. They've been serving our community people with, with training and getting their permits. Uh, being a, a, a nice facility, their, their private lessons, their instructors there are top notch. Um, they're uh, over there well, well. well you, you said last but not least, but they are last. So why are they last if they're so top notch? With the, they're <laughs> uh, so one thing I your phone's breaking up a little. I don't care outside, but your phone's breaking up a tad bit. Yeah, can you hear me now? Are we good? Yeah, I hear you. you. Okay. So so one of the things I didn't mention uh in Free State's description, it's customer service. So while they're at the bottom of the list, they did have um, a few complaints uh, and some things that I've seen that I really didn't like. Uh, but overall, <laughs> nothing that would deter me from from supporting them still. Uh, but right. on the customer service side, that's going to affect most of your business. It's not, you know, everything else can be great, but the customer service is not there. Uh, that's going to really, really affect and impact your business. Did you mention train? Um, did you mention what's that one that I came out to? Uh, uh, on target. Yeah. On Where target, do they another, uh, another one. Another one. I forgot all about on target. Please forgive <laughs> me if anybody from on target <laughs> hears this. <laughs> <laughs> so we got somebody's going to have to get bumped. Uh, but I'm not right. trying to rank <laughs> But uh, uh, on, on Target, out in Severin, and the Fort Meade area, another really, really great place. Uh, the facility is not state-of-the-art, is not updated, uh, but it works. Uh, the staff here is amazing. <laughs> the staff here is amazing. Uh, they're very knowledgeable, um, the staff that are there. Um, I, I really, really, uh, we, we, oh my goodness, we're at Continental Arms like four times a week and I forgot them. <laughs> right, but, I was but, like, I'm at, wait. I'm at, I'm at a Target, one Target, but they are, oh, they are, they are really amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not oh. here with the uh, plugs, right? 
Right, right. That's okay. That's okay. I've never asked anybody to like rank their facilities, but I kind of get asked this question a lot, and I feel like I'm not knowledgeable on all of them to be able to even give that opinion. And I knew that you had been to everyone, basically. So I decided that you would be the one to give that information. So the next time somebody asks me, I'll be like, hey, check out the episode with Dwayne Elmore. You know, he kind of gives his opinion on that. And that's how I create references. But if you had to give a piece of advice to a security officer that is um, just getting into the game, what would your advice be? It could be about anything. My biggest thing, again, you're only going to rise to the level of your training. So take your training seriously. And the one thing that I see in a lot of security officers uh, that are there just for the paycheck and things like that is they don't know the full scope of, of their duties. Uh, when I was mm. working, when I was working, one of the things my mentor taught me early and, and security is every site you work, every company you work for, uh, you, you want to get their SOPs or their LSOPs, and you want to um, know their, their operating procedures. Uh, you might go hands-on with somebody, but the company policy uh, may be a hands-off approach, and you uh, end up being a liability to them. Uh, so, so know the full scope of your job duties and, and take your training serious. Uh, so anybody who's trying to get into the, into the field, uh, you can grow as far as you want with this in this industry, uh, but you're only going to rise to the level of your training. And, and, and the biggest thing, if I can leave with, with uh, security officers, uh, my advice is network, 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 network. You know, as, as you're out there and you're, you're meeting folks and you're doing security for folks, you never know who you're going to bump into. I've had jobs. Uh, I've had people, I was working at a, at a hotel and they had a conference and one of the ladies who owned a business down in Georgia offered me a job right there. She was like, I'll, we'll, we'll pay for your moving fees and everything. Uh, I like the way you the way you work and I like the way you operate. Um, and right. the salary was amazing. Uh, I just couldn't take it because I have family ties here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you guys are listening to that. Okay, because this is an OG in the game trying to tell y'all what it is. Make sure y'all train, period. You determine how far you go in the security industry by who you know, what you know, and how you can do what you can do, period. And how you look. We talked about that, too. Looking the part is a huge part. Goodness gracious, y'all be killing me with these drop leg coasters all the way down (laughs) to the ground. I'm like, oh, I don't think they really can drop it. Are you going to go back there? Here's the other one. your hands. You, the first thing I look at when I'm walking up to a security officer. <laughs> this is the is first the thing you told me when I, I met. I hate the hands in the pocket. Like, you're not ready. And it can happen at any time. <laughs> you're like, not ready. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you know, the hands. I, I have one young lady, and I'm not a mean boss, but I have one young lady. That uh, I had here to you let go. go. <laughs> I let her go because she did not know what to do with her hands. She kept putting her hands in the pocket. I, would, I trained this young lady for two weeks. And I would walk up and she's taking her hands out of her pocket or she's folding her arms or she's right. leaning up. So she just had to do things with her hands. And we, the, we didn't, we didn't uh, let her go from the company. We just moved sites uh, because mm-hmm. everything is not for every, everyone. Uh, so know your, limitations, uh, know your limitations. Don't chase the money in this industry because you might 
uh, go out for you know twenty five dollars, thirty five, forty five dollar an hour contracts, uh, but you're mm -hmm. not even ready, equipped, or prepared for what you're about to walk into. Right, right, not even a little bit. And that goes for new gun owners on the firearm instructor side. Just because you got a permit to carry, just because you got that does not mean we need you to jump up and run into 7-Eleven while it's getting robbed and try to do what you've seen on Fortnite or what you've seen on um, uh, Call of Duty. We don't need you to do that. You got to know your limitations, know your abilities and your laws. Because it might not, you might be in trouble for even doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that, oh, that's a whole nother episode right there. We're going to have to talk about right. that. Uh, we've had... Yeah, uh, we part two. What's that, what's that one going to be about? Just uh, liability? What? What? Liability? Ability? Yeah, all of it. <laughs> all of um, it. Liability all. and ability. They got to go together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the, what you said about knowing your company's SOPs and um, your uh, post orders and stuff like that. I have a young man right now who is battling, uh, well, about to battle a court case, his job, he's in Ohio, his job basically told them that they were private police on this housing complex. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things went bad. Here's what went bad. When I, when I do my guard card class, I always tell people, in the, I have a slide and I tell people, listen, when you go get these jobs, yeah, you're interviewing, but you need to interview them. You need to ask them, do you have insurance? What does right. your insurance cover? You need to know these things when you're working with smaller private companies because you can assume big companies have lawyers because they just need them because they're bigger, they're making more money. But some of these other companies can get away without having insurance. They're under the radar, under the table. So you need to ask, do, do you, what do you cover, right? This guy yeah. right now is 23 years old and he's from Detroit. He could have been in a gang. He could have been doing all kinds of stuff. He decided to do security. He moved to Ohio. 23 years old, he is now facing two felony charges and a misdemeanor because he got they got a dispatch call that there was a man with a gun. They went to the call. They found the man in the car. He tried to get out of his truck, which was his personal truck, because the patrol vehicle was broken and they hadn't fixed it yet. So at the nighttime, he's in his personal truck, which is dark blue, so at night it's black. The guy thinks, well, the guy says he thinks he was getting robbed. So he backs his car up into the guy I'm talking about and his knee is pinned. So he shoots, he shoots into the car twice. And, he, and, and now this is a whole nother thing. He missed both times, but that's a, that's a whole nother story. But he missed both times. The guy drives off. By the time the police come, what else he didn't have? He didn't have his body camera on. Because his body camera was dead and the company was supposed to issue body cameras previously but they said they were waiting on their lawyer to write up the um the agreements for the body cameras so they didn't give them out so the police officer that shows up he decides he don't like it he don't respect the security officers and he don't like it so he charges them with two felonies I don't remember exactly what they were, but bottom line is he's 23 years old and don't have a record, and now he is facing two felony charges and a misdemeanor, all because he thought he was doing his job. What happened with the job? I told him, hey, better get a lawyer right now. He said, no, 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 my job is going to take care of it. They got a lawyer. I said, no, listen to me. Get a lawyer right now and figure out if your insurance, your self-defense insurance covers you on duty. 
Of course they don't, but that's another episode that's USCCA. I just found out that they don't cover security officers while on duty. I just want to say that. I'm very disappointed in that, and that'll be another episode. Anyway, so he goes to the job. He goes to the HR. They tell him, oh, we're taking care of it. We're going to call you in two days. I said, first of all, it doesn't take two days for them to talk to their lawyer. That's just another thing. He was like, no, they got it. I said, you're not listening to me, but that's because you're 23 and you think you know everything. So two days later, guess what they did? A separation letter. He was indefinitely yep. suspended. They let him go. And they didn't, and then they so smart that they didn't fire him. They suspended him so he couldn't say that it was a uh what a wrongful termination. Right, right. I said these companies are not going to spend millions of dollars trying to save your life. They have to save Absolutely their life. And that's it. That's what they're gonna do. That's what they're worried about, the bottom line. Uh, the bottom protecting line. themselves and protecting mm-hmm. themselves. They we see it all the time. Security companies throw their officers under the bus. Uh, even in, in, in instances where, where the action was justified uh, because right. the company's ultimate goal is to, is to protect its, its I'm sorry, self. is that a gun? Is that a gun, D? You said, no, no, it's not a gun. <laughs> oh, I was like, well, what's happening over there, sir? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hear guns, I hear guns. Um, is there, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yes. Bottom line is, guys, protect yourselves. Learn what you need to learn in your area, your laws, the rules, regulations, etc. They change all the time in local government. So you need to pay attention to that and post orders in SOPs, et cetera. Um, one last thing. What is your EDC carry and why? Well, right now I'm carrying the Glock uh, 43X. And why? Because it's a Glock and it's amazing. Ah, here you <laughs> no, go. Well, when I'm when I'm on duty, I carry my Glock 17. Um, I love the nine millimeter cartridge; it, it gets the job done. Um, when I'm off duty, I used to carry a Sig uh, P365, but I'm a brand loyalist. So uh, when I got a chance, <laughs> when I got a chance to get my hands on a Glock 43X, I took it out, I shot it, and I'm very accurate uh, with it, even at distance, for it being mm. a subcompact firearm. Um, it's easy to conceal. So when I'm going about uh, my business in, in regular clothing, uh, I'm not printing or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and overall, because it's a clock. Right, because it's a clock. <laughs> so I guess I don't have to ask you, who's the who's your favorite gun manufacturer? Obviously, wow. uh, Glock. You're a Glock yeah. armor, right? I am, I am. I do uh, and what custom work. Exactly? Uh, we do um, well. Being a Glock armor legally, I'm allowed to uh, to work on and service Glock pistols. Um, I do uh, custom work. We do seracoding, stippling, uh, all types of things. We've we've had some really wacky requests, uh, and we were able to, to come through. <laughs> yeah, we, we everything from unicorn guns to to, to football teams. And now wait a minute, D. Your gun a unicorn gun? We've done a unicorn gun, yes. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say, I think I saw one of your firearms had a unicorn on it. Well, yeah, I don't know. We we, we kind of uh, we fell in love with it after we did that. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 so we had to we had to do a rifle build to match. Okay. Okay. So you, besides doing firearm training, security, Glock armor, you said you started in fugitive recovery. Do you still do that? 
so it's, it's become more of a part-time thing for me now. Um, okay. Really, especially in, in here in Maryland with criminal justice reform and bail reform, uh, there are not a, a lot of bails being given out. So it hasn't been a lot of um, our work, work. Uh, to spread around lately. Right. Do you do private investigation as well? Oh, absolutely. I just got a, a call for a serve yesterday. The lawyer wanted it done within two days. I had it done mm -hmm. within an hour. Right. <laughs> I was like, anyway, I got other things to do. Let me go find this guy. <laughs> I got other things to do. I think basically, if you're listening, I want you to listen from my perspective and his perspective that there are a million ways to make money, live your passion, all that stuff in this industry. Just because you start out somewhere, it doesn't mean that's where you have to be the whole time. And just because you're in this part of the industry now doesn't mean you have to stay there. There's just so many things you can do when it comes to this private sector, security industry. If you are out of the military, but you wanna do private security, but you also want to do military grade private security. There's a sector for that as well, overseas, international. There's a lot of things you can do. So I just encourage everybody that's getting into the game to really fill out these different areas and figure it out, research. Um, you know, and if you get a call from Dolly Parton, make sure you call me and let me know because I need to be in on that, right, D? Um, so that's it. That's it. I'm not holding you any longer. Um, oh, I lied. I want to know out of all the firearms that you had, okay? Because this we should have did this a long time ago. So now I have a million questions. Out of all the firearms you have, if you guys don't know, he has how many guns did you say you uh, have? So, so right now we're at 86. Right now, right, 86. Okay, so out of 86 guns, give me your top three. Um, my Glock 17, of course. Out of 86 uh, guns? Absolutely. It's my favorite gun in the world. Okay, yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay. So Glock my Glock 17, that is number one. And now, just for fun, my, my Desert Eagle. Okay. And I have to throw this out there as a shameless plug, but my Hanover Armory AR-15. <laughs> shameless plug. You always try to plug somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even pay me to do this stuff. Right. Not at all. Right. Okay. Those are your top three. Now, out of your top three, which one are you most accurate with? Uh, my AR-15. Okay. Uh, most accurate with my AR-15. Uh, and then second would be my Glock 17. Gotcha, gotcha. I just uh, I just started. I just got my first AR-15. So you got to come. That, is that what I saw you shooting the other day? Yeah, you got. I'm I'm be posting a video soon of me um actually shooting it. Um, I got the red dot on it, so I've been practicing with it. So yeah, you got to come shoot it. It's actually a beautiful firearm. Um, you need to come and give your approval on it, you know? So Absolutely. that, I swear, is really it. Um, we're going to do a part two. I need to bring you back on and, and, and talk. Or I might bring all three of y'all back on the whole shebang so we can talk business. Because I think there's a lot of people out here who are becoming NRA instructors, and they have no clue what to do after that. They get their Absolutely. cert, and they go, okay, now what? How do I advertise? How do I get students? How do I get clients? That's a whole nother episode. So we might do that as well. 
uh, if you guys are up to it. So thank you, D. I appreciate you taking the time. I don't know if you got to go to the range or got to go whatever you got to go do. You were just on a, def- a different radio show. So, you you know, you you moving up in the game. I had to get you while you were a regular person, you know. <laughs> you about to be famous. I, I was like, oh, no, he just did an interview with who? Let me get him before he goes over. No, we're, 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 you know, we, 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 we remain humble. You know, we, mm-hmm. we get a lot of accolades, but we remain humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're really good at that there, buddy. Okay. Yeah, with the All motorcycle. Right. And, and the- <laughs> right, right. You're really good at that. <clears throat> Listen, tell everybody, one, where they can find you on social media, how they can get in contact with you for training, and how they can get in contact with you for security services. Absolutely. So on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you can just type in Tactical Force Training Solution. That's Tactical Force Training Solution and will pop up. Um, you can sign up for classes through Facebook, Instagram, and or TikTok uh, by clicking the links in the prospective places. Uh, for security services, you can give Valor Protection a call at 410 262 1087. That's 410. 410- Two six two one zero eight seven. Uh, look forward to hear from uh, some folks and working with some folks and training with you guys soon. Ooh, all right, D. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Uh, we'll talk later, um, guys. Make sure you hit him up. And definitely, if you guys are looking, I've had a couple of people ask me about custom firearms and all that stuff, and that is above my pay grade. But as you heard, D does that. So hit him up for that as well on social media. Um, D, you still got ammo? We got right now in stock, and this has been a crazy thing with the ammo, but right now in stock, we have 40 Smith & Wesson, and we have a limited quantity of 9 millimeter. All right. Y'all take advantage of that, Um, especially local people take advantage of that. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow us at Industry Talk Podcast, all social media platforms except for TikTok. I am not there yet, but maybe I'll get there because D is inspiring me to go on there and act a <laughs> fool. So see y'all next time. Make sure you follow us. All right, D, thank you. Thank you so much.